0: Hey everyone, welcome to The Boot!
1: That's right, it's The Boot! We're recasting classic movie reboots so Hollywood doesn't have to!
0: This week, Kenna and I cracked the code of the 1991 techno-thriller, Sneakers, starring Robert Redford, Ben Kingsley, Mary McDonnell, Sidney Poitier, David Strathairn, Dan Aykroyd, and River Phoenix. Kenna. This movie is awesome.
1: Yeah. It had been on our list, and I think I just watched the trailer of it. and was like, okay, this looks kind of wacky. Let's put this on the list. And then I saw somebody tweet some thread about how, like, writers love sneakers. They love this movie. And I was like, really? Like, who, is, who has seen this movie to think, like, oh, it's a classic of some sort? And so I was like, okay, we have to do it. We have to see what the hype is all about. And it is something to behold.
0: It's incredible.
1: There are so many famous people in this movie. (laughs) It almost doesn't make sense. Pause it. People think a bank might be financially shaky. Consequence, people start to withdraw their money. Result, pretty soon it is financially shaky. Conclusion, you can make banks fail. (sighs) I've already done that. Maybe you've read about a few. (laughs) Think bigger. Stock market? Yes. Currency market? Yes. Commodities market? Yes. Small countries. I might even be able to crash the whole damn system. Destroy all records of ownership. Think of it, Marty. No more rich people, no more poor people. Everybody's the same. Isn't that what we said we always wanted? You are crazy.
0: I bet people in the 90s watching this movie were like, wow, what a crazy person. But me watching today, I'm like, yeah. I can shut it all down. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's end this.
1: No more rich people. No more poor people. No more people. rich people. No
0: more poor people. It's over. It's over, folks. That sounds great. Guys, welcome to The Boot, a movie reboot podcast where I, Brian Flynn, and my co-host Kenneth Trent take a classic Hollywood film, talk about it as if the movie was to be remade today in 2019. We take five actors from that film, talk about them with actors today, and who we would want to see in those roles. This week... As we said before, we're tackling a movie neither of us has seen. You probably haven't seen this movie. It's awesome. It's yeah. funny. It's gripping. It's has a star-studded cast. It makes no sense. It has early 90s computer technology in uh-huh. it. Uh, hacking. Is this the movie where enhancement, like the enhanced scene, originated?
1: <laughs> enhanced. Because Dan Aykroyd enhances so
0: many video <laughs> clips. It's insane. We're going to do something a little different. Usually we take five characters, but there's so many people that we decided to split a few of them. So Ken and I are going to split the team of hackers. Uh Uh-huh. Sneakers. Is that... I guess that's what they're really called. (laughs) That's the name of the movie. They're
1: sneakers. Um, They're sneaking. We're
0: going to give you not... We're going to give you seven characters Mm -hmm. this week. So it's going to be a little overstuffed. But before we get into sneakers... So let's get
1: to it! Oh, you want to do
0: it now or do you want to talk about... You want to talk some news?
1: Yeah, let's just do it quickly.
0: Okay. Uh, Yeah, I don't want to give you all the details about this little news bit because it makes me mad, to be quite honest. But Sylvester Stallone uh, did a, what is this, Variety? Yeah, he does an interview with Variety and he goes on and complaining about, like, the rights of Rocky and how he got screwed out of money, even though he kind of didn't get screwed out of money. Um, But he drops these little nuggets that the Rocky franchise might continue, but not through creed Mm -hmm. which i'm really upset about because i think creed and creed 2 are is the great films and michael b jordan tessa thompson i mean these are like megastars like it feels like rocky's story is pretty pretty much done but he has an idea for another film a rocky 7 about rocky meeting a immigrant who's forced to go back to mexico and rocky goes with him and trains him i don't know i didn't really read it but then there's also the discussion of a prequel Series. Series about Rocky Uh before we meet him in Rocky 1. Uh-huh. Which doesn't make sense because Rocky's kind of a washed-up fighter at that point. He's not washed up, but he's like he doesn't have a great record. Like, the whole point of Rocky is that he gets the chance to fight the champ. Would you be interested in fighting Apollo Creed for the World Heavyweight Championship?
1: No. Well, it's just that you see, uh... I fight in clubs, you know, and I'm really a ham and egg. Or this guy, he's the best, and uh, it wouldn't be such a good fight, but th- thank you very
0: much, you know, I appreciate it. Rocky, it's the chance of a lifetime. You can't pass it by.
1: I don't know. So who cares? I didn't make it very far in this article because I was kind of upset after, I, I get, I think we could safely say Sylvester Stallone was not cheated out of money. He may, may, Perhaps he's been cheated out of the rights of the character, character he created. Okay, whatever. Truly suck it up. Like, I don't think you're in a position to be like, I deserve this. Yeah. Like, let it go. I know. Um, but... I agree. I think quite successfully the series has taken a turn in Creed that could continue to give it life into the future, which is cool because at this point where we're just remaking stuff, like I think Creed is paving a new way where it's like, okay, it's the same thing, but it's different and we're going to make it interesting to you now and we're not going to dwell in the past. And. I think that's sort of what we're doing, like trying to create another movie where Rocky is more the lead and creating a whole like prequel series about him. It's just so unnecessary. Absolutely. We we have the spirit of Rocky living on in Creed. Let's leave it at that. And we
0: need to build that mythology up because we know in 20 years we're going to have a movie where Michael B. Jordan trains Rocky's grandson or daughter. I think he has his granddaughter. Oh. And we can bring, we'll bring okay. back Milo Ventimiglia if we want. Okay, sure. Okay. Anyways, uh, let's move on.
1: Okay. In even more whatever news, um, apparently an exhaustive search was run for the actor who will play Elvis Presley in Baz Luhrmann's biopic about the singer, and they found him in Austin Butler of the Shannara Chronicles and Arrow. Does this kid look like Elvis? Sure. Do I care about Elvis? No. Will I watch Baz Luhrmann's musical fever dream of a story about him? Absolutely.
0: (laughs) I don't know this kid. Congrats for him. The way that they describe him is apparently he's the next Leonardo DiCaprio. But, uh in his dreams i there's a couple of things i i one um i don't know there's a very famous documentary that just came out about how like elvis turned his back on the civil rights movement so i'm just sort of wondering like are we going to show that part of elvis are we going to show the the less woke side of elvis um i'm so far removed from elvis being in my life that i i have no i have no care for elvis like i know yeah, I don't, he's I, maybe one yeah. of the four most famous people in american pop culture but I just I, I don't care like and I'm also like let's talk about let's talk about the biopic because we don't really talk a lot of, about a lot of biopics on this podcast. Uh huh. We're strictly a reboot, remake, sequel, prequel kind of m- movie podcast. But I think the biopic is also an interesting. A
1: biopic is a reboot of an actual of person. a literal <laughs> human's life. Yeah.
0: Right. And uh, I I generally don't love biopics because they're not. Generally. Generally, they're not as captivating.
1: And here's the problem. We're finding out that people who we love led very problematic lives.
0: Elvis was a hero to most, but
1: he never meant to me. Straight up racist, that sucker was simple and plain. Mother him and John Wayne. Yeah. I, I think that's something we have to face about historic quote-unquote figures in American history and, and in world history in general. That people that as a culture we generally look up to probably aren't the best that's just something we have to deal with and so continuing to like take inspiration from people i i don't know it's really tough because we're it's always going to be a thing of that and like let's take bohemian rhapsody as an example there's always going to be the take of somebody's life that discludes important things Mm -hmm. or take rocket man you're gonna have the actual person so far involved that it's like i don't know what's what story did they want to tell up front i i like rocket man whatever bohemian rhapsody was a problem wrapped in a problem wrapped in a problem but like i don't know like sure maybe if this baz lerman version of this is just sort of a fun take on the music of his life maybe i don't like elvis's music so sure
0: uh spoiler alert he died on the toilet let's move on
1: (laughs) isn't that every like child's favorite fact he yeah. liked peanut butter and banana sandwiches and died on the toilet. Yeah. He's
0: died on the toilet taking a crap. He gave himself a heart attack.
1: <laughs> <laughs> From taking a crap?
0: Well, because... Haven't, we,
1: haven't we all been there?
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is true, but I believe the science is like when you take a hard enough crap, <laughs> sometimes you, you like intake air and you close your mouth and you press uh-huh. and that skyrockets your blood pressure. Okay. And when he did that, he, his
1: heart couldn't take he,
0: it Yeah, his heart, his heart basically was like,
1: fuck it ah! <laughs> I can't do this anymore
0: <laughs> I mean, think guy was like 300 pounds By the time this happened All right. Okay Alright, let's talk about this wonderful jewel of a movie That seemed to have had evaded us for so many Let's
1: talk about Sneakers Guys,
0: this is a reboot of Sneakers There's gotta be a way to
1: cut a deal with those guys Too late If we had the box,
0: yes Without it, no So let's get this freaking thing I don't know where it is, remember? What did it sound like? You have no idea at all where they took you. No.
1: They threw me in a trunk, drove around in circles. It could be 100 miles away. It could be next door. It could be underground. It could be in a skyrise. Forget it. Bish, what did it sound like? What? The road. When you were in the trunk, what, what did the road sound like? Oh, I don't Highway, a regular highway. Well, did, did you go over any speed bumps? Uh, gravel. Uh, how about a bridge? Bridge, yeah.
0: Four bridges in the Bay Area.
1: Was the Golden Gate fogged in last night? Yes. Did you hear a foghorn?
0: No. Scratch the Golden Gate. That leaves three.
1: What did it sound like? Did you go through a tunnel in the middle?
0: No. Scratch the Bay. Well, that leaves two. San Mateo and Dunbarton. There was a recurring sound. Like seams in the concrete. So you guys aren't going to see this in the audio clip, but you should really watch this movie because, um... (laughs) Because David Strathairn is really... I mean, he's like, he's really... He's acting all blind. He's he's super blind.
1: He's blind blind. blind. chewing up all the scenery. He's just
0: like, tell me, more sound. More sound? Where am I? First of all, if he's so blind, where's his, where's his cane? Like, he's just like, he's navigating. He's literally like well, someone stole the cane walking well, around I'll two hands this, in front of Well, I'll say this, because at this
1: point, they move into Mary McDonald's apartment. So he's in a new environment.
0: So That's I, why he should have a cane. <laughs> also, I think you and I were going to say the same thing.
1: I didn't, Did you know he was blind? I didn't blind? realize he was blind until 40 minutes into it. <laughs> I looked at the time code because I was like, wait. No, I didn't even realize it the first time that they're like watching a video. And then he stops and he's like, nope, it's not that. And they're like, what? And he's like, watch, watch with, with your, your ears. ears. See, and I didn't even realize then.
0: I didn't realize until they got back from stealing the Codex box.
1: Yes, and he's doing and, like the Braille on his computer.
0: No, he's just wearing blue blockers. And I'm like... <laughs> At night, I'm like, is he, is he, oh my god, he's blind. Yeah, I didn't realize he was blind. This movie, man, this movie has everything. <laughs> All right, so, sneakers.
1: Truly Stefan style, this movie has everything. <laughs> ben Kingsley in a ponytail. <laughs> David Strathairn is blind.
0: <laughs> Donald Loke. Donald Loke as the most brilliant mathematician, as an, albi- as an albino mathematician. Sneakers was made in 1992, is directed by Phil Alden Robinson, director of Field of Dreams and Some of All Fears, stars Robert Redford as Martin Bishop, Ben Kingsley as Cosmo, Mary McDonald as Liz, Sidney Poitier as Creese, David Strathairn as Whistler, Dan Aykroyd as Mother, and the dearly departed River Phoenix as Carl.
1: Honestly, the craziest thing about this movie is that Robert Redford's character's name is Bishop, Martin Bishop. And they call him Bish. And so the number of times in this movie, they were like, hey, Bish. I was like, (laughs) hey, Bish. (laughs) What you doing? (laughs) He's also 58 years old. He's He's so old. Him and Sidney Poitier, I'm like, okay, great. You're great actors. What are you doing in this movie? I
0: I don't know. But it is a wild political techno thriller about a scientist who invents a box that can crack any code in the world yeah. via the the newborn internet. and we, Which these we m-
1: find out because David Strathairn, when he cracks the box, is literally like, give me a number to a place that we know you can't break into. <laughs>
0: Federal Reserve Transfer Node Culpeper, Virginia. Catch your good luck. 900 billion a day goes through there. That'll do. Anybody want to shut down the Federal Reserve?
1: <laughs> <laughs> hacking into the mainframe and they open up like... The whole map of the U.S., all the air traffic control. It
0: is a wild walk down memory lane of what people thought computers were.
1: Oh, yeah, this is pre, like, Y2K. Pre-AOL. Pre, like, pre, like, computer hysteria. Of like, what are we getting ourselves
0: into? I, it's it's definitely still in the age of floppy disks, but not in the age of zip disks and no, zip drives. We're not in zip disk territory. Our beloved zip disk. <laughs> we love a zip <laughs> disk. Um, so I I don't know, really know where to start because it has action, it has romance, it has comedy, it has drama, it has it has everything. It's great. Um, I guess we'll start with it has James Earl
1: Jones. In it is <laughs> James Earl Jones. In the last five minutes of this movie, James Earl Jones appears as
0: probably his character in the Jack Ryan movies that he was in. Connection? It's, it's probably the same universe. Um, okay, so just before we get into this, we're going—we're both going to cast Martin, Liz, and Cosmo, mm-hmm. and then we're going to take the four team members and split them amongst each other. So you have. Crease uh,
1: and Whistler. And Whistler.
0: I have Carl and Mother. So then, at the back half of this, we're going to kind of swap turns doing different characters. Yes. So let's start with Martin Bishop, played by Robert Redford. Um, brilliant performance. Uh, it definitely felt like Robert Redford had never really seen a computer in his life. <laughs>
1: You know Robert Redford has never, like, at this point, had never owned a personal computer. At, at all. No way. No, no way. No way.
0: I mean, he was 56 when this movie was made. He was born in, like, 1939, <laughs> 1932.
1: He looks so out of touch. Like, they style him in, sort in like, jeans, t-shirts, and, like, bomber jackets. But he's always wearing, like, socks and
0: loafers, like an old man. And so I'm like, w- just put a sneaker
1: on him. Like, make him look a little
0: hip. I, it, and it and it's so strange because, like, it, his character, his character actually has, like, a great introduction. Like, I loved the beginning of this movie. Do you want to know what I
1: thought was going to happen at the beginning of this movie? And what? it's probably because I didn't pay attention to the actual date. But there was a part where I was like, are they trying to make it seem like they caused, like, Watergate? Watergate, yeah, I had the same thing. <laughs> and I was like, this movie is not going to be that crazy, right? It isn't in it, that way. I think
0: it kind of made you want to think that it was Watergate. Because what year
1: did they say it starts?
0: I think it was 63. 63 I
1: don't don't even remember the timestamp, so I think that's why I was like I have no frame of reference for how far back we are
0: yeah it's a vague timeline but you know the whole idea about how he just the circumstance of him going out to get a pizza led to his his friend Cosmo getting arrested and it set their lives kind of on these two courses like that's some great fucking storytelling right there
1: how come you didn't get caught I went out for pizza then I went to Canada. I was lucky he wasn't. Did he ever forgive you? I hope so.
0: He died in prison. And then they kept dropping hints, like Cosmo's dead. Cosmo's dead. And it's like, lo and behold, here comes Ben Kingsley. Like, you know that Cosmo's not dead. Like,
1: yeah. I'll say this, too, about mm. the opening of the movie. Young Robert Redford in this movie is such a disappointment. <laughs> considering we know what young Robert Redford like would have looked like at this point in his life and you're like no he was an absolute fox when he was I, young I, and so this guy just looks like a dopey I don't know version of Robert Redford
0: seeing young Robert the guy who plays young Robert Redford it looks like the meme of Robert Redford oh, that's like the thumbs up meme he looks like that wild gri- he has that same haircut so as I was watching that I was like man they really they really just copied the meme and I was like how could they copy the meme they don't know what a meme is
1: <laughs> they don't know what a meme is. <laughs> how they have no maybe idea they did i don't know. early meme <laughs> early meme enthusiasts
0: um who wants to go
1: first um i think i went first last time maybe you should go first this time great
0: i'll just come out with it i picked oscar isaac happy beach here buddy come on oh that's a great choice for this <laughs> i mean come on how could I you not to how it. could you not pick such a dreamboat to play this character <laughs> Pick, a, pick an appropriately
1: aged dreamboat to play a, to play a slightly aging dreamboat. Um, yeah. Yeah. If I have to I'm talk about this. the
0: greatness of Oscar Isaac, I guess I could say, like, the part about Bish that I love is really the turn when he realizes that he's given the co- – he's not working for the NSA. He's given the box – To someone and they don't know who it is. And, like, as soon as this kind of delves into political thriller, I was like, I absolutely will watch Oscar Isaac do that. I think Oscar Isaac has the, you know, the capabilities to Mm -hmm. play the funny bits, to to play the romantic bits. But it was really the political thriller that I was like, I want to watch Oscar Isaac run around in loafers trying to get some, like, new... And let's be honest, like, if this movie was to be remade today, it wouldn't even be a box. It wouldn't be a physical object, right? It would be a code. It'd be like some cloud storage thing. Yeah. A, would it be a goober? To quote Spider Man, would it be a, a goober? goober?
1: I mean, yeah. It would be. Well, I don't know now because most computers like don't even have a. Like it would have to be some like fancy attachment because it couldn't even just be like a little USB. Yeah. USB drive. You can't even stick those into like new computers.
0: Be Google Glass. It'd be like an. It'd be like Google a chip. Glass. It'd be like a chip in the brain. Like it'd it advanced, would be something kind of crazy. It would be a person. It would be a per, the person is the box. Is the computer. Let's That's not get Terminator. Too crazy. <laughs> yeah, let's not get too crazy. But it would be something like, like artificial yeah. intelligence or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I would love to see Oscar Isaac realize that he has let this thing out in the world that could essentially break the world. Give me back Janik's box, Greg. What? we don't have it. No, you must believe me. No. You use me. You set me up, Greg. No, I do not believe you. Take my money. Take my money.
1: As we're talking about it, it becomes very apparent, like story-wise, why this movie is so interesting because it it's one of those things where you're not watching what they're doing, being like, "You idiot, what are you doing?" You're like, "No, this makes sense." Like he is being blackmailed by the NS by who he thinks is the NSA to get this thing, so he has to give it up to them because, as far as he knows, if he doesn't. He's going to jail.
0: Or they might get killed.
1: Or they – yes. And so when he then finds out that they've handed this over, not to a government organization, but somebody who is trying to like – or even if it is a a government organization, like somebody who's trying to get it for personal use, like somebody is going to like – it's going to be bad. Then he has to do the moral thing Mm -hmm. to be like, okay now we've got to put our lives on the line to just save the whole world. And it's so – interesting like we spend so much time in movies now i think picking them apart in a way that's like we want there to be something wrong and the more you look at this movie the more you're like no there are solid slats being situated together like the table is sound yeah you could have a nice dinner on it (laughs) um okay So for my bish, my bish, I uh, did some gender reversals here, Mm -hmm. partially because I was like, you know what? Honestly, I don't want to see like aging men do this, (laughs) but you know what I would watch? And it's because... Aging
0: women do this.
1: Yes. And it's because I kept thinking about Sandra Bullock. I didn't pick Sandra Bullock, but I kept thinking about her because I was like, you know what was really awesome about Ocean's 8? Is that you got to see an actress who we knew was fully capable of this actually just do what we know she's capable of doing like you know we hadn't really thought about her necessarily being the lead in like a heist movie but she did it so adequately and in such a fun character driven way i was like why don't like why haven't we seen my pick nicole kidman do something like this
0: Mm. and so i picked kidman i feel like kidman what did I just... Oh, I watched the last episode of Big Little Lies. And, like, BLL. Still, she still has it. Like, she still has the, the chops. Like, she's a great actress. I always think that, like, she's, like, ever since The Others, it's like, I am... I'm only doing Oscar, like, Girl movies. was in
1: Aquaman. Oh, fuck. <laughs> You're right. And The Upside... No, she will do just about anything, (laughs) but I don't think it comes from like a – because you know how – like, you know, when you see Nicolas Cage in movies now, you're like, oh, he's got bills to pay. Like, I genuinely Mm -hmm. think she's the kind of actress who just picks projects she's interested in and is not necessarily – like, she – even doing something like Paddington – She's in like that kind of stuff I'm like yeah take oh, yeah. some chances yeah, be the bad guy yeah. in a movie and All so right, you've I sold want me. to see her be the the technician the thinker the leader sorry to waste your time gentlemen I don't work for the government you're the guys I hear breathing on the other end of my phone we protect our
0: government's communications
1: we try to break the other fellows' codes we're the good guys Marty gee I can't tell
0: you what a relief that is
1: I think th- that's the direction I want to see her take next you sold me okay
0: Thank just you. the word Paddington <laughs> Um,
1: Paddington wins all.
0: It's one, of the, it's one of these things where it's like, I'm now, I now want to know who your Cosmo is.
1: Okay, get ready. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you're about to find out. I know I am. Okay. Um, so should we just get into it? Yeah. Uh, Cosmo, who is also a woman because, you know, she can wear a ponytail
0: adequately because men and women can't <sighs> be friends. Haven't you seen when Harry met Sally? I actually have it. Really? That's a the little thesis. <laughs> That's the whole thesis of the rom-com, men and women can't be friends.
1: That's a that's a whole conversation <laughs> outside of this podcast. Um, okay, so for my Cosmo, I picked Lucy Liu, who I liked because, I mean, she's obviously a great actress. But I like her taking an, a slightly like – because here's the thing. Cosmo is not like a big villain. No. He just has – he's – crazy like the clip we heard earlier of of Robert Redford literally being like have you gone crazy I think you're crazy like he's just someone who had to take a different road because he ended up in jail and now has the belief that like he can take his skills and abilities instead of using them for good like Robert Redford isn't trying to do he can use them for bad and and thinks he's ultimately trying to solve the world and so I like this good intentioned villain who, you know, at the end of the movie is still, like, reaching out to Bishop to be like, we could still do this together if you wanted. I don't expect other people to understand this, but I do expect you to understand this. We started this journey together. It wasn't a journey, Cos. It was a prank.
0: That's a really good pick. And I wrote this note down about Cosmo, which is that his origin story and his wardrobe shall not change. So Cosmo gets arrested. He's like caught in the university computer hacking into like yes. Uh, he hacks Nixon's bank account. He hacks uh, someone else's bank. Whatever, like whoever. They're it is.
1: they're Robin Hooding. They're, they're taking Hooding. from they're the taking rich from and like giving conservative, to like conservative,
0: rich, powerful yeah. people, and giving it to like marijuana societies and like Red Cross societies. Yeah. And caught. Co- so Cosmo goes to jail, where he fakes his own death. With the help of the mob, yeah, to escape to start a high tech think tank in Silicon Valley, yes, where he ends up dressing like a cross between Arsenio Hall <laughs> <laughs> and and Warren Beatty and Dick Tracy, like it's, it's so chef's kiss, ma, terrific, <laughs> and Ben Kingsley plays it so seriously.
1: Because it is that thing of, like, I think as we're thinking through the steps, we're watching, like, Robert Redford think through the steps of, like, wait, what are you doing? Like, who do you work for? And he's just like, oh, the mob? That's just my day job. Like, I've got big dreams. But at the same time, he's still, because the mob helped get him out of prison, he's still, like, helping them cook the books and, like, figure out how to, like, make money and take money. He's, like, bringing them
0: into the new age. Yeah we reorganized really their entire financial operation. Budgets, payroll, money laundering, you name it. And the whole
1: network is protected by a very powerful encryption system so the government cannot read it. But if the feds get Jannik's box?
0: Disaster. It's so high-class trite that I love. Like, I bet this script on Page... Was like, what the fuck is this movie? Especially
1: then, at the time.
0: Right. But then the way it's executed, you're just like, this is so good. Yeah. It's so good. Um, I like that pick. And I like the duo.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's a really interesting pair to be like former friends. Now, not really adversaries, but adversaries. Yeah. Um, it kind of blows my pick out of the water. But the reason I picked this actor is because for some reason, what struck me about Cosmo, or what was most important about Cosmo... Is that we really need to sympathize with him like uh-huh. right away. Like that scene where he's arrested and he's like crying out for Martin to come back and he like kicks the window and he's like, you see him just get taken down. I was like, man, that's like that's so horrible. Like for some reason it's I was like, so, that's so unfortunate. Sad. Like yeah. you're
1: watching like Bishop can't do anything. <clears throat> he's not gonna turn himself into the police, but he's right. like watching his friend get taken away. For
0: years, for years and years.
1: We get both sides of that coin.
0: Yeah. Um so I wanted to pick an actor who I I think is I mean they have to have the chops to do it but also that maybe brings a quality of like for some reason like the term baby brother comes to mind mm. where it's like
1: baby brother baby
0: brother where it's where it's like you feel when Martin says that he like Cosmo died in jail you feel that it's like Martin's carrying this guilt around mm-hmm. but then the twist is when Cosmo's alive he's like a completely different person he has so much more ambition than he even dreamed about. Yeah. Like, it's a really interesting kind of turn. So I ended up picking Jamie Bell.
1: Okay, okay. I watched a lot
0: of Turn, for some reason, on AMC. Oh, And I think right. he's great. But he's also in this new movie, Skin, where he plays, like, a white supremacist. And he was in Rocketman, which I didn't see.
1: He was good in Rocketman.
0: Um, but what I liked about him is that I think he's a really strong actor. I think this. Oh, he was in Snowpiercer. I think that idea about, mm. like, that character... Mm-hmm. in that sort of felt like early Cosmo. Yeah. And I felt that, like, by the end, it would be interesting to see this, like, up-and-coming actor take on a more antagonistic role as someone who's like it because it's always like the younger people are like, we're gonna change, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> yeah. break this thing apart. Like he has the idea to to shatter the world, to crush the banks, to end the system now. And now that he's the box, he has the means to do it.
1: The world isn't run by weapons anymore or energy or money. It's run by little ones and zeros, little bits of data. It's all just electrons. I
0: don't care. And I thought that was that was kind of interesting to cast yeah. maybe I mean Oscar Isaac's forty, Jamie Bell's like Thirty-three, mm-hmm. so it's not wildly out of place. If Oscars playing I mean, younger and Oscar Jamie's Isaac older. is
1: eternal, so right. th- that's the truth of that. Yeah. um Okay, okay, I like it.
0: Thank you. I'm I can a fan. tell you're not sold, but I'm
1: a f- I mean, Ugh. here's the thing: Oscar Isaac at, at the top of a cast. It's just hard to it's hard to bump everybody else I up know. to that level. You know,
0: I was gonna pick Chris Pine, but then I was like, that's too <sighs> much heat. Chris Pine. Too much heat. <sighs>
1: This movie would have been too much for me. <laughs> um, okay, should we move on to... To Liz. Liz.
0: Why didn't any of these people have last names? Uh, Liz, played by <laughs> Mary McDonald, who I thought was extraordinary, and it took She's me... such a treat. It took me a long time to realize that she was the goddamn president in Battlestar Galactica. Okay. Did you not watch Battlestar? I did. Oh, man, that's I'm really so good. sorry. Just watch season one. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> watch season one, two... The web series, uh-huh. skip, you can skip three or four, I forget which one to skip, and then you don't have to watch last season, last season's pretty bad. Okay. Um, anyways. Uh, she's so good. She's really good. Here's what I didn't like about Liz, okay. and I have a lot of things written about Liz. Okay. Here's something about Liz that uh, really bugged me. Please, God, let's, in this hypothetical reboot, give her something to do. It's, well, Why it's- Why does she go to the opera, is it the opera? Why does she go to the symphony with Martin? or, or the, the lecture with Martin like why does she go there
1: it's What's interesting the point because of... they have a reason but I don't think I fully understood the reason because he is so, it because she's
0: connected to him so like he needs
1: to go to this talk that Donald Logue is giving because he needs somebody smarter than him to essentially be like what is he saying
0: this isn't just about large numbers it's about cryptography this is- huh? understanding- you mean codes yeah. I mean, unbreakable
1: of the fair I think is that's that why what he was? takes her. Well, if that's the case, because who is it? Who's like, I'm available. And he's like, no, I know exactly who I'm taking. And he goes to find her. So he doesn't want to take yeah. one of his team It's either
0: crease or mother says it.
1: And so, I mean, that's what happens. Like he shows up and she's like, we're not getting back together. And yeah. he's like, no, I just need you to come to this event because I'm I'm going to. It's going to help me get this thing that's going to get me out of trouble. Yeah. And so she's like, okay.
0: Well, Len, let's lean into that more because yeah. I, I think Liz needs to be just as capable. I, I wrote down a, a plethora of jobs she could have. Okay. Computer <laughs> scientist. Yes. Engineer. Yes. Data analyst. Yes. Uh, Literally any skill set yes. that revolves the box and what the box does. National security. She could work in national security. She could. <sighs> She could literally be anything. She could be a uh, uh, she could be an entrepreneur. She could be like a tech start, like a uh, what are they called? The uh, who are the what are the uh, like people who give money to startups?
1: Uh.
0: You're not capital cap. Um, it's like the people who give capital to startups.
1: I could not bring that to mind.
0: You know what I'm talking but about?
1: But here's the thing. Here's the cool playing devil's advocate. Here's the cool thing about Liz. Yes, we could probably make her more relevant to Bishop's world. But I think what's kind of fun, and yes, they do sort of follow the conceit of like, well, you're the woman, and so we need to use you as a decoy to go on a date with this. The man. old
0: let's whore out the only lady yes. character. But trick. what's interesting came is right that, at the exact point. It's like, oh, what it, it does. Fifty minutes in, let's whore the lady out.
1: But what's interesting is that she is not. It's not the kind of thing where she's like fighting them so hard and being like, I'm not going to be part of your plan. Yeah. I don't. She's like she believes in the mission. And so she's like, I can do this. And she does successfully until he finds her ID and is like, "Uh I'm
0: not arguing that that she shouldn't be gung ho about it. I'm just saying, like, But
1: what's interesting is they do paint her as a strong woman in the sense that she's very capable. She's not the kind of character who gets caught in the middle of her lie and is sort of like "Uh, crumbled. Like, yeah, she stays with it. She's just as sharp as any of the men partaking in this heist in this con
0: let go of him i mean it i'm an excellent marksman woman
1: move but it would be better if it didn't have to be the scheme of we're gonna send you on a date with this lonely man and just pretend to like him so we can like Mm -hmm. get in it doesn't have to be that
0: right so I ended up picking Betty Gilpin from GLOW. Love her. She is a strong presence in that show. She's fierce. She's opinionated. Mm-hmm. I guess GLOW is a bad example because in the pilot episode when she joins the wrestling team, she has no idea what she's doing. Mm-hmm. But she she has an air that's like she's going to get it. Like she's capable, right? Yeah. And that's what I wanted in Liz where it's like if Bish comes to Liz and is like, I have this problem – she's not going to be the person who's just like wait what's the box like what does it do like explain it to yeah. me she's going to be like oh my god like you gave this thing away like did you even know what this was like like she would understand the gravity of what's happening with them so along the the fun run and gun of the movie it's a, maybe a little less like Bishop coming to Liz's apartment after the whole like the, the cloak and dagger guys get him and murder yeah. the Russian ambassador and he's like I just need to hang my head somewhere and she's like, Come on in baby. Like come on come on. Let me take care of you. What is it you need? And then he solves his own problems. It's like, come on. So that's who I picked. Because she would no, I know I that she would be fucking in it. She'd that's be in a the really shit.
1: that's a really smart choice. I think she she is playing so many, like, supporting characters at this point, but has mm-hmm. so much more to offer. Like, there are scenes in GLOW between her and Alison Brie that are way better than that show has any right to give us. Yeah. And I think it's partially because it's so well acted. They are really committing to what this is. I mean, in general, I think that's what makes GLOW great is that, like, the character work is like, oh, okay, we're really doing this. Like... Honestly, I think the way – given what she has in this version, like Mary McDonald is doing such a good job of like being a force. And I think Betty Gilpin would do a great job with a better character to start with, Mm -hmm. a better job of just like elevating it. Yeah. Um, Okay, So in my movie, Liz is a man. And I really went for it with my cast and I think it really shows at this point (laughs) because I picked Brad Pitt. (laughs) What? Yep.
0: What? Yep. <sighs> okay. I have a couple questions. Okay. <laughs> How much food does he eat in this movie?
1: Oh, the most. He's always <laughs> snacking.
0: Wow. He's
1: a snack. He. This movie is going to be called Snackers because he's in it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Snackers.
1: Always with like a bag of chips. Always just like tossing, tossing a piece of, a piece of something in his mouth. Yeah. Yeah what can you see it because i can see it
0: i mean i can see it i just don't understand like what he would do and
1: honestly i say change nothing because in this circumstance i think it's like cool awesome nicole kidman like wanders back into brad pitt's life and he is straight up teaching piano lessons to a little asian girl and she's just like (laughs) help me like i'm gonna get in trouble with the law and he's like okay uh, and I, then she takes the reins from there.
0: Uh, I, will, I definitely want to see him go on a date with Stephen Tobolowsky. Tobolowsky.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and just be as awkward as Mary McDonald has to be. She's just like, hmm, say the word passport. Like, <laughs> just, just have Brad Pitt do that exact line. Oh, no. No, what? what? Oh, no, you wouldn't. No, no I, I would. would. Never what? mind. What? No. Please, oh, what? All right. <laughs> I would really like to hear you say the word passport i mean you've picked some weird ones in your day that this one is this, this one's is weird. Not weird. It's it's not weird. weird it's not it's weird it's not weird it's funny it's hilarious it's
1: not weird i think it suits the movie okay i think it suits my version of the movie quite well okay. thank you very much
0: all right well let's move on to the team okay I think we should start with Whistler, the best character in this movie. Okay,
1: that really throws me off. Um, Yeah, so I I had first round draft pick and I picked Whistler because in all honesty, I would watch a CBS hour-long crime drama about David Strathairn. Blind detective he's, solving crimes.
0: He's like near daredevil level superpower it's like, of of blindness.
1: It's like like truly, I'm like it's like numbers where like David Crumholtz is like solving crimes because he's just <laughs> like good at math. Like that's I would watch that show, but it's like David Strathairn is blind and he solves crimes because he's just really good at hearing. And and the thing is, you you buy into it because yeah. like the whole time I'm like, well, yeah, maybe maybe he is like I I. I don't understand that sort of like acuteness that comes with like not having one of your senses like intact and so maybe there really is like this special thing that he has where he's like see the world the way I see it and I can help you figure out all of these little things but you're right in the sense that it's like a superpower
0: and then what did you hear
1: drove through what sounded it sounded like a cocktail party Wait, Carl. Okay. Let's see exit where the railroad tracks are. Crescent. Mother, stay on Crescent. Get off the reservoir. There's a
0: cocktail party at the reservoir. Uh, yeah.
1: Anyway, for my Whistler, I picked, which it's funny that uh, I picked Lucy Lou as well. Because um, for my Whistler, I picked Johnny Lee Miller.
0: <laughs> Sherlock.
1: Sherlock Or Holmes, Elementary. On Elementary.
0: Elementary
1: <laughs> whom I... I very much enjoy.
0: Ooh. I, okay. Nicole Kidman, Lucy Liu, Brad Pitt, Johnny Lee Miller.
1: Here's the thing though. Whistler is a supporting character.
0: To be quite honest, I have not seen a lot of Johnny Lee Miller recently to really make a comment either way about Mm him. I'm trying to wonder like what is throwing me off about it and- I think I just still have him as like the late '90s teen heartthrob kind of guy in my head. Is it because of Hackers? It is because of Hackers. Hackers, A movie we should do eventually.
1: Yeah. I here's the thing. I just buy him as like a character actor, being like, "Okay, you're in this movie. You are blind. Go."
0: (laughs) Just start (laughs) touching it. He's like immediate. It's like okay. Look three inches away from someone's face and then just touch everything in the room. Why doesn't he have a, a cane? I don't understand why he doesn't have a cane.
1: Okay. Well, in the new version of this movie, he, he will a have a cane.
0: Okay. Um, I will defer to your expertise on, on <laughs> this particular actor. I ju- I just Johnny Lee Miller is not someone I have weirdly seen recently. So let's do Carl. Because I want to talk about River Phoenix real quick. Okay. I,
1: here's the thing. Admittedly, I handed you
0: Carl. Right. You can't have Carl and Whistler.
1: N- no. But I, here's, I had a decision to make because you know in my head I was like, you better take River Phoenix first. Right. But I didn't. Okay? And I think I know why I didn't. So I'm very curious as to who you cast. Sure. Because there is a right answer to this.
0: Oh, I, I, I feel like you're leading <laughs> me to a place that I was probably going to go and I didn't.
1: Okay, who did you pick?
0: Uh, I picked Brianna Hildebrand from Trinkets and okay. Deadpool. You wanted this. me to pick Cole Sprouse? Did you want me to pick Cole no, Sprouse? No, I
1: wanted you to pick River Phoenix reincarnated Harry Styles.
0: Uh, well, it could be either him or the Stranger Kids thing. Thing? <laughs> it's not even a boy. The thing. The thing. The
1: thing from Stranger Things. Um, wait, who from Stranger Things would have been? Who's was
0: the guy who plays Will's brother.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Huh.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I briefly thought about Mr. Styles. I think I cast him recently in something, which is why I didn't go that way. But let's talk about the actor I did pick. Okay. Let's talk about the tremendous talent of Brianna Hildebrand, star of such movies as Deadpool, mm-hmm. star of Netflix, Netflix's Trinkets? Mm-hmm. Showtime's I really don't know where I it is. I
1: think it's, ne- it's Netflix. Is it Netflix? Netflix, right? Okay. Yeah.
0: Here's what I wrote down about Carl. Rest in peace, River Phoenix. I can see why he was, like, meant for great things. He, like, I could see it in this film. Like, Mm -hmm. he he had the ability to morph into, like, the really precocious, sweet kid who's just so talented that they had to put him on the team. Yeah. And the only thing he asked for at the end is the girl's number (laughs) because that's all he wants.
1: It's so endearing. He just wants a date. It's so endearing. You could have anything in the world. Right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The other thing is there's this thing on the trivia that said one of the reasons River Phoenix took the role was because he was so deep into the psychosis of his character in his previous movie, My Own Private Idaho, that he wanted a, quote, low stress money gig, which was this movie. He
1: wanted to have fun and make money. And
0: even then he's just like really charming and fun. And I think Brianna Hildebrand can bring that kind of precociousness while also kind of being a more modern young person and can still have like some kind of. Innocence to her that she doesn't know like what to ask for the world. You can have anything you want and you're asking for my phone number Yes Two seven three nine one six four I'm Carl. I'm Mary. I'm going to be sick There's a lot of like sweetness in this cowardly lying kind of kid that I was just like I feel like she could play that like but in a little more modern sense. Because yeah. I think kids today are they, – they think they know everything. But let me tell you. I just turned into a 90-year-old man. Let me tell you. They don't know
1: anything. Yeah. People don't know this, but you're really 90 years old. Yeah, that's true. Um, River Phoenix is funny in this movie. Mm-hmm. You should have been featured more because mm-hmm. he's very funny. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think you're right in the sense that like – They tell us when they're going through his team's like resume that like he's a kid who they found because he was able to like break into his schools, like break into a school somehow and like do something. And so you get this idea that like he's not he's a mischievous kid, but he's not bad. He has bad intentions. And so I think that's a good direction to go in because you can see her being the kind of character who's like likes to get into trouble, but not for not she's not dangerous.
0: Right. It it's almost like Carl is a pre-Martin. Like Yeah. Like, like he's small not
1: time He's
0: not old enough to realize what he can do with yeah. his talents and so Martin is kind of like showing him what he should be doing as opposed to what Mart like he Martin doesn't yeah. want him to make those same mistakes. Yeah. I'm into it. Thank you. Crease
1: Crease played by Sydney Poitier. How on earth is he in this movie? Truly and honestly. One of the
0: greatest thespians ever plays a former CIA agent whose job it is to rob banks.
1: (laughs) Whose job it is to rob banks. He... In one of the best, because it's because it's something you don't expect to come back, but during that moment where they're talking about, like, what you're going to do with your share of the money, and he and his wife are like, we're going to take a vacation, we're going to go to Europe, and at the end of this list of, like, we're going to go to Scotland, we're going to do this, or, like, and Tahiti, and you have that moment where you're like, Tahiti's not in Europe, and then at the very end of the movie... When he's like, and Tahiti, James Earl Jones is like, Tahiti isn't in Europe. And you're like, yeah.
0: You will buy me two round trip first class tickets to Athens, Lisbon, Madrid, and Tahiti. Tahiti is not in Europe. Excuse me. When you get the box and you give us geography lessons, until then, this man goes to Tahiti.
1: You just, you would never, you would never expect. Also, he delivers some of the most insane lines because apparently this movie was rated G. Like when it was scripted. It was so clean and just like adventurous that they were worried that people were gonna see it as like a like a family movie, like a kid, something kids could easily see. And so they added profanity to it, which is why at the end of the movie he is like shooting off lines that you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> um okay, so for my crease, I picked the literally immortal Angela Bassett.
0: Oh. Ooh. Ooh.
1: Because she I think she can hit that note of like the slightly older, more experienced government agent who is just out of the biz out of the biz doing her own
0: thing can your crease just be her character from nine one one can she can it just be 1- a, can it just no. be Athena from nine one one retired and
1: <laughs> no she's actually her character from mission impossible
0: oh retired. Wait, which Mission Impossible? Oh, in the newest one. Yeah. As the head of the CIA. It's the job. Yeah. (sighs) Fuck, I love, (laughs) fucking love her.
1: She's so good.
0: She's 61 years
1: old. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 60.
0: She's going to be 61, and she's still going to look this phenomenal. How is that even possible?
1: I don't know. J-Lo just turned 50, and that's impossible. Oh,
0: my God. All right. Well, you had me at Angela Angela Bassett. Okay. All right, Mother, played by Dan Aykroyd, not our favorite.
1: I'll say this character, Dan Aykroyd, looks terrible in this movie. He is literally wearing a necklace that looks like it's cutting off his circulation <laughs> at all times.
0: He, um, here's what I liked about Mother. I liked the conspiracy theorist of it, and I also yeah. love how a movie needs a gear guy. I'll admit that yeah. Mother and Whistler could have been the same guy, or or Mother and Carl could have been the same, but. I just love a gear guy. I love yeah. a guy who's just like, I whip this thing up and it and it will tell you the stress of a person's <laughs> voice on the other end of a it's phone line. Like a
1: polygraph line. for your telephone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like you need a gear guy. And the conspiracy stuff, I just immediately was like, oh, Mother today would just be like a QAnon. Full believer, yeah. deep state thinker.
1: But the key meeting took place July 1, 1958. And the Air Force brought the space visitor to the White
0: House for an interview with President Eisenhower.
1: And Ike said, hey, look, give us your technology. We'll give you all the cow lips you want. So that's Funny, what happened. Cat- don't listen to this man. He's certifiable. Your husband knows about cattle mutilations. He's, he's ex-CIA. He's he knows the government's been suppressing for years.
0: But he's still, you know, the gang needs to have humor. You know, like they have to have, like, that, that flavor of fun and, and that they're... They're a merry band of crooks who uh, mm-hmm. are just trying to make a living. I end up going with Lil Rel Howry, Okay. From Get Out. Yes. Um, he's the conspiracy theorist in Get Out, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's where I landed, and I think okay. he uh, mother doesn't have a lot to do. No but so i think that's like you need someone like i think that's kind of why they got Dan Aykroyd because they thought that he could fill the frame for
1: there to and be he doesn't
0: really so yeah. i like you, you i'm trying to pick someone that i think will i hate this i hate this turn of phrase but will pop when the cameras on them like we will just sort of be like
1: because really like alive. to have a cast full of like serious actors i think like the intention was like well let's throw a comedian is in there and yeah, that'll be that'll be that person's personality.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I wrote this line, uh, this note down that it felt like uh, at times the crew, like the amount of crew members were written in the story just to help them get out of jams. Mm-hmm. And Mother is probably the most redundant.
1: One. It's one too many, because yeah. if you really think about it, I think less because like Whistler is kind of the like tech guy. I think Mother and Carl. Could, have, could been have
0: fused in together. One yeah. person.
1: Because Carl is the one who like goes and does.
0: Or Crease could have been like, I have a guy to hook me up with all this gear. Like I'm a super spy. Yeah. I still have connects. So because if don't you think about it, like
1: Creese is the one who like stays in the van with yeah. Whistler. Yeah. Like you don't need another character. Um, no. Yeah. I think you've picked someone who will in the worst terms possible pop way more than Dan Adler
0: does. <laughs> Thank you. Is that it? Yeah, it is. Did we do it? This movie, I want more. Let's just cast all the other characters.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa.
0: Well, let's get to casting one more person at least. Guys, where does Barry Pepper go?
1: Did we we want to even think we did the same thing?
0: I feel like we have a 50-50 chance, maybe.
1: Oh, really? We
0: have about a... 30% chance because there's still a lot of
1: there's there's lots of lots of people in this movie
0: I made him the fake NSA agent slash Cosmo's henchman Dick Gordon played by Timothy Busfeld of the West Wing alum Uh, I made him one of the duo that approaches Bish to steal the box
1: I made him the other part of the duo (laughs) you know what Buddy Wallace
0: cast them as both they're twins Barry Pepper plays Talk twin. Talk a
1: hat on a hat. Let's Barry Pepper the same plays play.
0: twin and <laughs> fake NSA agents. Uh, that would be dope.
1: That is some. That is some serious. uh That is some serious NSA business.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't have a lot of notes in this movie. I enjoyed every frame of it.
1: Honestly, you don't even really have to change much about this movie, like...
0: You would have to update the technology lingo.
1: But, like, the way the world is set up, like, there are moments where I'm like, yeah, the NSA spying on Americans, 100%. Like, (laughs) that's what we're gonna go with.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So, if we don't have any notes, let me just, let me just get to the meat of it. Would you remake this movie? Yeah. Yeah, 200%. I yeah, Like, we should start breaking story now. Because, or just use the same script and just be like, we're just shooting the same I script. I don't
1: think enough of just, like, the general populace. And I could be entirely wrong, but I don't feel like enough people talk about this movie for it to be like, no, it's a beloved classic. It is a classic, but let's bring it around. Let's bring it into the zeitgeist. It I, deserves to be here.
0: I mean, we didn't know what it was until the internet kept saying that it was like, a writer's dream movie. because, yeah. And if you think about it, it's right. It, like... If you took this very script and just changed the dates and yeah. changed who the president was and changed what the box looks like, yeah. you could still make this movie today. 100%. You do like 20 minutes of rewrites and then it's just like, yeah, let's let's turn get the trucks in here, turn the lights on, let's start going.
1: Yeah. It works.
0: It works. So guys, if you have not seen this movie, we cannot recommend this more. <laughs> it's very rare that a movie we, we neither of us have seen comes out this glowing Is of a this review. this good, yeah. Anyways. Thanks, guys, for joining us this week. If you like this podcast, please check out our other podcasts. Please stick with us next week. We have a phenomenal movie for you. I know we say that often, but I wouldn't lie to you.
1: But this time, we really do. We really do. Can it work? Can the people find us? You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stop by and leave us a rating and review. It's the best way to help us out and we mean it. You can also find us now on Ko-fi where you can go to make a very small donation to help us keep making this podcast. That link is in our description and all over Twitter. Uh, speaking of social media, you can find us on Twitter at The Boot Podcast and on Instagram at Boot Podcast or you can find us separately because we have too many secrets at Flynn B and at Kenna Trent.
0: All right, guys. We'll see you next time.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: I didn't know you could do that in Mexico City.